Welcome to Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Curran. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. I really like his shirt tonight. It's a high school track shirt, and you can't teach that. Bada boom. Man, the people in the room. How you doing? Welcome in to a Friday edition, big Friday edition of Ride the Line. This shirt is from high school, Tanner. I'm surprised you were able to read it. I guess my camera quality is pretty good. Um, yeah, this was from my state championships, my jun- junior or senior year. I don't remember. No, it had to be junior because this was the first year that I made state. So, yeah, this actually – I hadn't seen this shirt in years, and I was digging through. I wanted something vibrant. I wanted to bring in the good energy to the Friday show. So I needed some colors. I saw it sitting in the bottom of the drawer, and I thought I'd break it out. Yeah, it's pretty vibrant. I know, you know, all those high school sporting event shirts look the same. Yeah, they're all they're all tie dyes, especially track and field shirts. I mean, I know you didn't run track and field, but every meet you go to, it's always tie dye. There's never just one solid color. Grant, they they didn't give tie dye shirts to the freaking gladiators. Okay, you weren't a gladiator. You were in, you were just fat running around in the field no, with football, your tights they, on. They didn't make tie dye shirts for the glad. Football is the gladiator sport. That's track and field's not the gladiators. Okay, they don't give you tie. They don't give us tie dye. Anyways, I like the shirt. Take Thank the damn compliment. <laughs> I'm glad you're back, Tanner. I missed you on Wednesday. I know. I wasn't here Wednesday. I had a lot of business to attend to. So I appreciate Grant taking that show solo. But today the boys are back. Today the boys are buzzing. And today the boys are riding. And we're giving you guys six picks in the next like 10 minutes. So you better subscribe to the channel because we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And when football season rolls around, it's going to be even more intense. I don't know the show schedule during football season, but it's going to be epic. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. Yep, absolutely. All sorts of exciting content on the way. Tanner and I, we've already given out our predictions and our previews for every division in the NFL. I'm assuming right before the season kicks off, the season kicks off on Thursday. So on that Wednesday show, we're going to be having uh, some picks for the game, probably some prop picks as well. And I would assume we're going to be talking about some Super Bowl futures, all that great stuff. So yeah, no reason not to be subscribed. No reason not to be subscribed at all. So without further ado, Let me get into my first pick, Grant. This is a beautiful pick. You're going to love this pick. You ready for this? Let's go. I'm going to take the under. It's a little scary, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the under in the Tigers versus Guardians game. Matt Manning coming off an excellent start against the Boston Red Sox. 5.1 innings, two hits, one run. No earned runs there. He's gotten rocked in the three starts before that against the Rays, Pirates, and Angels, but he's not facing any of those lineups today. Friday. He's facing a pretty bad lineup. I'm going to be honest. The Cleveland Guardians are not that good hitting the baseball. Um, when you look at the Guardians overall, they only got a couple players to worry about. Yes, they've been better since the All-Star break, but overall I do think Matt Manning can shove them. He's actually been better on the road this season than at home, so that's another reason to ride with him. And then I think the Cleveland Guardians are going to be able to keep the scoring down for the Tigers just because of who they got in the mound in Gavin Williams. Williams has been sensational against really good lineups. Um, pitched against the Rays in his last start, went five innings, only gave up a run there. Went seven scoreless against the Blue Jays, only gave up two against the Astros, one against the Phillies. The dude, uh, he, he fits the part, and I think he's going to be able to keep the Tigers off balance in the spot. I really like him to shove. Matt Manning is the wild card here, but hopefully he can build off that momentum from the Red Sox game. And honestly, both these offenses just aren't that good. 
Yeah, 100% on the last part. Neither one of these offenses are good. I think the Tigers have maybe a, a little more upper-end potential. At least we've seen that from them lately, but still they're wildly inconsistent. I do love the Gavin Williams shout. He's been really good. Uh, he's got a bright future in front of him. I bet on the Tigers under a couple of days ago, and when I did bet on it, I, this was a few days ago, so it's been updated since then, but at that time, their under had hit in 10 of the last 15 and then five straight. They ended up burning me, and that did, game did go over, but Honestly, I've just been having a lot of bad luck in my personal opinion lately. I still like the Tigers against this Guardians game to go under. Bet the trends. Bet the trends. The trends work. If you bet the trends 10 of your past 15, you bet them all 15 games, you'd be up money. So that's how you got to think about it. Um, you can't look at it one day. Got to look at it over time. Anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Brandon. That's really good advice. Bet the trends. I like that. That's short and sweet. Bet the trends. It's a good podcast name too. All right, Grant. Give it to me. First pick. All right. My first pick here, I'm taking the Philadelphia Phillies run line minus one and a half versus the Washington Nationals. On the bump for the Nats is going to be Joan Adon. Don't know how to pronounce his last name. Sorry, I've only only caught one game and I wasn't, I don't think I was, for whatever reason, I think I was listening to a podcast or something. I didn't have the sound on. But however you pronounce his last name, he's two and one with a 514 ERA and a .86 whip. Going against Michael Lorenzen, who was awesome. He has been awesome since the Phillies acquired him. He's 7-7 seven and seven with a 3.23 ERA and a 104 whip. Now, the last time that we saw Lorenzen, he threw a complete game no-hitter against two, the Washington Nationals. Now, Adon has only played – he's only made four starts or four appearances in the major league so far. But you look at his minor league stats, they're not that impressive. He's 3-5 and five with a 4.62 and a 151 whip. So I know Lorenzen did have a couple of shaky months in the middle of the season, but he started the year really well. He's been excellent ever since he got to Philadelphia. And you look at his last seven starts, which comprises the last two months, he's got a 112 ERA. So he's been completely on fire as of late. Both teams can score. I don't want to take that away, especially from the Nationals, because although the Nationals aren't that great of a team, they have had the bats work in lately. So that's why I think there's so much importance on the pitching matchup here. Even if they can get hits off of Lorenzen, we know that the Phillies are going to be able to score runs of their own. And then if you look at the bullpen, the differences between them since the start of July, the Phillies are fourth in the ERA. The Nationals are 27th. So with those disparities and both advantages in the starting and the bullpen favoring the Phillies, I'm going to take them to cover in this one. Yeah, Lorenzen's a dog. Just straight, straight, straight bulldog. That's what that's what Lorenzen is. Yeah, he's really good. The Phillies lead this series, uh, the season series, 6-4. to four. They've covered in all six wins, so I do trust them here. I like it. Speaking of covering, Grant, Minnesota Twins are going to cover against the Pittsburgh Pirates on Friday. Minnesota Twins, not the best offense in the world, but the one area where they have the advantage in the spot is their home runs. They've hit 46 more homers than Pittsburgh, and the Pirates just really haven't been good. They're just 2-3 and three in their past five games. And one of those wins came against the Poverty Mets, but they were outscored by the Poverty Mets in two of those three games, 15 to five. So that tells you everything you need to know right there. Twins are better than the Mets. They're also very good at home. They're 34 and 25 at home. Pittsburgh Pirates not good on the road, 25 and 35. And they have Andre Jackson going. I'd rather not see Andre Jackson pitching much. 26 innings has not been good. 4-6 ERA on the road, 1.2 whip. Um, just not someone I want to bet on this spot. Six home runs allowed in 26 innings. Going against Pablo Lopez, who's been very consistent this season, 8-6 and six with 3-6 ERA, whip right around one. And you look at Lopez as well. He's got back-to-back -back shutouts in his past 13 innings, so a six-inning start and then a seven-inning start. I like what the uh, Twins can do with the bats here. I think they get a few big swings. Andre Jackson gives them up, and they get the win and cover. Yeah, it's just hard to, to really trust the Pirates. They started the season 20-8, and eight, 
Ever since then, I'm trying to do the math right here. There are 34 and 59. I, I'm, that, that puts them on pace to have one of the worst records in baseball if they didn't get off to such a clean start to the season. The Twins do also have that inconsistency problem that I was talking about with the Tigers and, to a lesser extent, the Guardians. But they're much, much more explosive than the Pirates are. And the Pirates, I mean, even their, their stud is Mitch Keller. He hasn't even been good lately. None of the guys in the uh, starting department or the bullpen for the Pirates are able to really shut down opposing teams. So, yeah, I like this pick. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it, Greg. Give me number two. Okay. You should be a fan of this one, Tanner. I'm going to take the Boston Red Sox money line versus the New York Yankees here. I absolutely love this spot for the Red Sox. Brian Bellows getting a start for the Sox. He's been pretty good this season. Got a 380 ERA. Has been creeping up a little. His last couple starts haven't been that great, but you know what? He had um, he had a, bad, a good, excuse me, a good month last month. And in two starts against the Yankees so far, he's given up just three earned runs in 14 innings. And that was earlier in the season when the Yankees were still a good baseball team, which they absolutely are not anymore. Now, this isn't official. As fact, ESPN doesn't have him listed. But if you look at the sports books and what some of the other uh, just baseball sites out there are projecting, it looks like Johnny Brito is going to be starting for the Yankees. He's four and five with a 476 ERA and a 128 whip. He's had a couple of nice games so far this season he was good against the marlins the last time we saw him but for the most part he's been pretty bad i mean it's a 476 era that the expected era i think is like 520 something just just not that reliable the Sox have won seven of nine games against the yankees so far this season um this game is being played in new york well guess what they won two of three the last time they played them in new york as well i know boston's offense is better at home than it is on the road but the yankees have no offense regardless of where they are i mean they were shut out in their last two games. Just one time in their last five have they managed to score more than three runs. There's, there's really just not a whole lot to look for with the Yankees. If anything, you would say, well, the Yankees are always going to have that strong bullpen, right? That's going to be able to bail them out of games. Since the start of July, the teams are basically neck and neck with one another. I think the Yankees are 11th in bullpen ERA. The Sox are 12th, so they don't have a discernible advantage there. The Sox had been in a little mini slump on offense, but they broke out of it yesterday against the Nationals. I like them to get a win here. Red Sox are poverty. The Yankees are more poverty. So good. that's how I describe it. Like Both teams are bad, honestly. Red Sox, you got a chance to win a series against the Washington Nationals, and you lose two or three. You look terrible. You look awful. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. Then you got the Yankees who are poverty, but then you got seven games against the Astros with three games against the Dodgers sandwiched in between those. And then you got the Rays and the Orioles. It's just you had a prime chance to actually take a step forward this week, and you didn't do it. So they're both poverty. I mean, yeah, the Red Sox, there's there was a hard cap on their ceiling. I know that they were seemed to be flying above that for a little bit. They were going to come down to earth at some point, but they're better than the Yankees are, simply put. I mean, the Yankees are terrible. Mm-hmm. It's I saw a headline on ESPN the other the other day. It was something to the effect of uh, different day, same story. Just constant disappointment with the Yankees. There's nothing you can look for them that's positive. No, I totally agree with that. All right, Grant, you ready for my final pick? Let's hear it. I'll look at the ALE standings. This is big right now. Rays only two games behind the Orioles. Interesting. I'm going to go with the Rays here against the Angels, raise money line, plus 100. Um, Erasmo, the Nicaraguan rocket, Rodriguez is on the mound. You ever heard of him? Yeah, he's pretty fat. He's pretty terrible, honestly. But <laughs> he's only going to throw one inning in this game. Then we're going to give the ball to the big boys, the Rays bullpen. So he's 2-3 and three with a 5-7 ERA, 1-5-8 whip. 
55 hits allowed in 39 innings. He's not a guy you want to bet on, but because he is on the mound, that's why you're getting the raise for plus money here. Again, he's only going to pitch a couple innings, and you're going to give it to one of the best bullpens in baseball. Going against Tyler Anderson, who will be on the mound for more than a couple innings here. Five and four, the five two eight and one five two whip. He's just as bad. 119 hits allowed in 109 innings. And when you look at Anderson, too, 4-8 ERA at home. He gave up seven earned runs in four innings in his last start to the Houston Astros. Um, overall just has not been, just has not been that guy. Um, so I'm going to go with the Rays here. They look better on offense. They seem like they're starting to make a little bit of a charge here. Um, they're starting to pick their, their game up a little bit. The one area where the angels can hang with them is when it comes to home runs, they have hit actually more home runs in Tampa Bay, but the Rays have still scored 56 more runs at three and two in their past five games. I'm going to ride with them. Yeah, the Rays offense has been starting to look better over the last couple of weeks, and it's been a slow build, a very slow build because they went in that huge slump, but they were coming out of it. There were some concerns. Were they going to take a step back with Wander Franco out of the lineup, which is a whole other story in and of itself? They were did they, they got shut out. Was it was a shutout? They scored one run, two runs the other day. So it was it was a low amount, but they had really solid offensive outputs and not the games on either side of that. Offense has still been trending upwards. So with a guy like Anderson on the mound, he's going to give them opportunities opportunities i think this could be a good spot for the Rays. i like yeah. all your picks tanner it's probably a good spot for the over too honestly um could Do be you know good. the line it's probably i i, I gotta think it's nine i would yeah. guess yeah nine i think nines actually might be it eight and a half nine something like that it's gotta be higher i would say it's gotta be higher than eight and a half let me say just because of how bad they've both been no eight nine and a half so a little higher but i'd still probably lean over on it both teams are much better against the over this year. 61 and 57 for the Angels, 63 and 56 for the Rays. So I'd still lean over. There you go. But your pick is Rays money line, right? Rays money line plus 100. Take the anytime you get plus money for the Rays against a team like the Angels, take it. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and take you over to my final pick. I'm going to take the Blue Jays' money line versus the Cincinnati Reds. Jose Barrios is on the mound for the Blue Jays here. He's 9-8 and eight with a 3.53 ERA and a 122 whip. No, 112 whip, excuse me. Going against Brett Kennedy of the Reds. Now, if you're wondering who is Brett Kennedy, well, he has two years in Major League Baseball. One is this year and one was in 2018. He spent a lot of time in the minor leagues. He's only played two games so far this season. He's 1-0 with a 5.14 ERA and a 114 whip. But again, it's, it's two games. Game, so it's not a lot to talk about. Let's talk about his minor league stats because we got a larger workload down there. He's four and two with a 352 ERA and a 130 whip. Now the 130 whip is definitely worse than the 352 ERA. So you got to imagine he's probably somewhere in the middle. But then again, he's not facing uh, the offenses as talented as the Blue Jays are down in the minor leagues. In fact, if you're if you're tier listing the teams you don't want to come across, obviously you've got the Braves, you've got the Dodgers. But then the, the Blue Jays aren't that far down that list because as far as just individual talent goes, the Blue Jays have an awful lot of it. Now, I know they aren't good with runners in scoring position, and sometimes they're not very disciplined at the plate, yada, yada. But if you're a guy who hasn't spent a lot of time in the major leagues, you just don't want to face the Blue Jays, plain and simple. Now, the Blue Jays have won two of their last three. They ended a little three-game losing streak, and they've been playing some tough teams lately. I mean, the Phillies... Yeah, they're 12 games behind the Braves, but still, they're one of the hottest teams over the last two months. They've got like the second or third best record in the league. The Cubs, one of the best offenses in the league since the All-Star break, even though 
their record doesn't necessarily reflect that. And the Blue Jays bullpen is also really good. Um, so if Brett Kennedy gets out of there early, let's say Barrios stays in there six, seven innings, you can count on the Blue Jays relievers to come in, shut them down. They've got the third best bullpen ERA since July 1st. Meanwhile, the Reds, their ERA is 1.3 points worse than that. I'm just going to take the Blue Jays here, short and sweet. I mean, the value is just about minus 120, minus 130, depending on where you get it. And for that, with Barrios versus Kennedy, I'm taking the Blue Jays. Yeah, I like it. Blue Reds have been very bad as of late, very bad. We thought they were hot, and then they just totally fell apart in Central. So what what happened to them? Because like they they sh- they're a young they're a young team with a lot of talent. They shouldn't have collapsed. Like it's it would be okay if they entered a slump, but they were supposed to bounce back, and they haven't done it. Oh, they started winning games, and then uh, Ellie De La Cruz started playing well, and then they just all fell apart. It's not sustainable. Uh, I, These young teams aren't like the Orioles are like defying the odds right now. And I and the, the odds makers continue. I don't I don't know if it's disrespectful, but there's so many days you can load up the sports book and you'll get the Orioles for plus money or, or yeah. minus one ten, minus one fifteen on the run line. The the odds makers still don't love them despite how good they've been. No, they don't, which is good. I mean, it's good for a betting perspective. If you look at the the the, the value right now in the division at least is on the is on the Rays to win it. Because if you look at where they're at, division winners, AL East, Baltimore's minus 260, the Rays are plus 230. I take the Rays in a minute, down two games at plus 230 right now. Um, so, And I saw um, I saw an interesting, a little interesting stat earlier today. I just want to uh, pull up the standings here. So right now the Orioles are 74 and 47. The Padres are 58 and 63. The Padres have a better run differential this season than the Orioles do. Really? Interesting. The Orioles are the Orioles. I mean, they give up a lot of runs, but they win with offense. Where the Padres haven't hit the baseball throughout the majority of the season, but they haven't gave up as much. And the Padres are also just super inconsistent. Like they'll go one run, two runs, zero runs, 13, 15, one. So it's yeah. it's just a mixed bag with them. Yeah, it is. But they're heating up right now. So we'll see what happens, Grant. But anyways, that was Ride the Line for Friday. Why haven't you subscribed yet? What's up with this? Subscribe to the damn YouTube channel. It's not hard, people. That was the greatest show in sports betting entertainment, Grant. Absolutely was. And we are so thankful and happy that all of you were able to join us. Like Tanner said, make sure that you do subscribe to the channel so when we come back on the other side on Monday and we tell you both of us went 3-0, you guys are there to enjoy it with us. Yeah. Subscribe to the channel. We'll see you on Monday for another episode of Rise of Line.